Welcome everyone to the Apocalary Podcast. I am Steve. He is Lawrence. Reverend Lawrence? Nah, that doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I like I'll it. stay as Reverend Van Beek one more Sunday. Yeah. One more one more whatever day this is. <laughs> That's right. One more gathering of the people before the assembled throng. No, I don't That's even know it. what we're talking about anymore. But anyway, oh. my friend, it is so good to see you. And here we are about to look at James 5, right? Yes. I actually heard a guy on one of these little things, these clips, and and he looked like a, a, a really wise, like Orthodox minister or something, you know, with the big beard, and mm-hmm. he looked very wise, and he talked about the Holy Spirit, and I realized, you're a moron. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, he missed it completely, didn't get it at all. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, once you decide something, then your brain just works in that direction, I think. Yes. Yeah, but you, on the other hand, my friend, look like you're wise. Well, I mean, as we well know, you, <laughs> you are the best-looking man in Christian podcasting. <laughs> oh, sorry, Lynn. Sorry, Lynn. <laughs> you know, he drove me to it, Lynn. It's not even my fault. He opened the door. I just walked in. <laughs> anyway, but yes, yes. You have the wisdom. If anybody wants to see a picture of me, they can look up Lawrence Van Beek at Trinity Western University. Yes. yes. Yeah. As, as we watch our institution violate our privacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. And not caring. Yeah, not, whatever. And not caring. Whatever. We're good with it. Uh, but yeah, we are going to talk about James 5, which is the end of this book. And James kind of summarizes it kind of nicely right at the end here. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. He's... um. He's still just a just a straight pastor through the whole thing. Yeah, uh, he picks it up with with um, with Jesus' words actually a little bit, uh, and then uh, and then just keeps on going from there. Okay, well, without further ado, let's jump right in. James five verse one. Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted. The moths have eaten your clothes. Gold and silver are corroded. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on the earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one. Who was not opposing you? Kind of rough words, eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I normally, when we do rich people, I say he's not. You'll notice he's not really opposed to riches. He's opposed to how they're using them. This is a little harder to to say that to. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it seems to strike a, a, a lot against the culture you and I live in, actually. <laughs> oh yes, but he didn't know that. Oh he's yeah, talk- yeah. Never mind. Yeah, he's. <laughs> He's talking to people of his day. <laughs> this is not uh, 21st century yeah. North America. Yeah, okay, never mind. Even though never we are going nuts in our countries, yeah. and it is true. But what he says now, he says uh, misery is going to come upon you. Now, when he says your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes, gold and silver are eroded, and they testify against you and eat your flesh, he's actually, that's a little bit like what Jesus says when he says store up your treasures in heaven where moth and rust won't corrupt. Mm, mm. So I don't think he's their I don't think their wealth is actually disappearing at this moment. Right. I think he's actually looking at it from a from a heavenly perspective. Mm, mm, I get you. Like 
like your your this this money that you have is of no value to you really right yep yep i like that he says you've hoarded wealth in the last days now it's just a little kick against those that see the last days in our future mm. because these guys felt that they were already living in the last days right that's peppered through the new testament right it really is <clears throat> And I, and I actually believe, I can't prove it, but I would actually believe that if you asked James, is Jesus going to come in your lifetime? I think he'd say, I think so. I believe he is. Yeah. 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 Nice to know that the guys who wrote the Bible didn't know any more than we do about yeah. when Jesus was coming back. Right, right. Which Jesus says himself, right? He says, no, nobody knows. Even I don't know. Right. Which messes with people completely because oh. they felt like Jesus. Jesus knew everything. Yeah. And then that's part of the kenosis, right, is to limit his knowledge of his own of his own self. Right, right, right. And there's places where Jesus doesn't know and he relies on the Holy Spirit, and there's places where it just says, yeah, he knew he knew what they were thinking. <laughs> so you're going, yeah, uh, nobody can really make up their mind here. <laughs> but what he was saying to the rich people then is um is stop indulging in in all of this. Um you're you're actually condemning yourself with the way you're living. And and you're you're opposing the innocent, right? Yeah. So I mean, if if you have wealth, there's still a way that you can live, that that is um, honoring to God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. You and I still want to, you know, just blow it on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Go go see Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah. Eat those strawberries. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We tell ourselves the lie of we'll be we'll be generous, up to a very minimal point but then solidly after that, <laughs> up, to, up to a solid tithe we yeah, will be generous yeah, just a right on 10 percent and not a penny more but anyway no we joke we joke but anyway uh right verse seven be patient then brothers and sisters until the lord's coming see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains you too be patient and stand firm because the lord's coming is near do not grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. That's almost too much, isn't it? I mean, we can't even grumble. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this, this is part of Jewish culture for crying out loud to complain, is it not? <laughs> um, a little, just a funny little note here. Notice he talks about the autumn and the spring rains. Because mm -hmm. their their growing season is different than ours. Right. And uh, they, the spring rains were the latter rains, I think, okay. that, they, that they talked about. So it's just a different growing season. Okay. Uh, verse 10 now. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Jobs? Jobs. Jobs. Wow. That's Stephen. We're, we're talking about Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and Microsoft. Yeah. No, no. Wow. Apple, what am I saying? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You've heard of Jobs. There, it only took me three times. Perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Yeah. <clears throat> so just, just the basic stuff, right? Be patient when you're suffering. Yes. Which, which I really felt I was. I, I, I really think I really think I hit a home run on that one. 
<laughs> oh, we, we've all been just glorious examples of how to be patient in, this, <laughs> in the face of suffering. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we would have cheerlead, cheerleaded, cheerled Job's wife for crying out loud. Why'd you just curse God and die? Yeah, you're right. I'm, right. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm all over that. I'm just, I'm not going to put up with this junk anymore. Yeah. So, so anyway, but he, and so, so he's saying, you know, be a little bit more like the prophets. And he's going to mention, um, he's going to mention one of the prophets right away soon. So, okay. Yeah. Verse 12 now. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. Yeah, that's kind of a weird thing to say, isn't it? But it was, it was a common thing to, you know, you know, I, on my on my mother's life, I I I swear this, or yeah. and they would swear by heaven, and mm-hmm. and, and he says mm, you shouldn't do that. You should just say yes or no, and then yeah. basically do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, I I once had to get some, I was owed some money by an insurance company that for an accident when I was a kid, and it was held in trust, and I had to put my hand on a Bible to get that money out. Are you serious? Yes. And I, did, I wasn't a, an old enough Christian to know I could simply say no, just let my, you know, let my yes be yes on this. And they would have to accept that too? And they would have to accept that too. But Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I went down to the courthouse in New Westminster to do that. Wow. No, and, and that's, of course, all he's saying to them is, is we just need to be people of our word. To each other, yeah, and it's and it's nice that it doesn't mention the other type of swearing here at all. So we're good. No, no, this is not that swearing. Yeah, so we're good. Yes, yeah, yes. He did not say do not cuss. He said right. do not right. swear. Right. That's right. <laughs> I wonder why we call it swearing. Hmm. No, got cussing. Nothing. I wonder why we call cussing swearing. We, we're gonna nope. re, we're gonna rely on our our faithful listeners to help us out with that. Yes, they will. They will certainly <clears throat> jump in. Um, All right, faithful listeners, let's go on to verse 13. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Which is why I generally tell people um, when they ask me to pray for them, I say, I'll get Lynn to pray for you. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure God listens to her. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom too. People, I'm sure God listens to my mom. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this, this is really neat too that um, he just says, if you're sick, call on the elders of the church to anoint you with oil and pray. Now in my church... Um, I actually carry a little vial of oil, and I sometimes anoint people with oil and pray for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what he's saying. And he says the prayer offered in faith will make the sick one well. And this is a weird thing because we do know people that we pray for and pray earnestly for, and they don't seem to get well. Yeah. So we don't always know. So I always say when you pray for someone, and and they do get well, you don't really know why they get well. Like, you don't know, is, is it just, is it a new attitude's made them well? Right. Is it just their natural healing of, you know, their bodies just naturally healing themselves so they mm-hmm. get well? Is it the wisdom of the doctors that get well? 
But what I, what I like to say is if I pray about it, then I believe, I choose to believe that God superintended this healing. Yeah. Or that um, he, or that he takes them home to make them well. Yes. 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 Takes them home to make us well. And, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I just switched that on you a little bit there. Oh, I, no, I like I liked it cuz you know, it is the Apocalypse podcast, not the <laughs> not the Apocalypse podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to come like Slytherin Steve or something. I don't know. <laughs> Look uh, at me, I'm the snake. Anyway, um <laughs> So, and the prayer offered in faith will say the Lord will raise them up. I like this is a weird one that you don't know what to do with. If they sin, they will be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And and it, there is a suggestion and and we avoid this so much that some people are sick because of sin in their life. Yeah. Maybe the consequence of sin, or it's just a judgment of sin. Um, we avoid that because so many, so many Christians that we know are sick, and we don't, we don't, you don't ever put that on them that it's it's because of sin in your life that you're sick. But he does suggest that that is one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ever looked at your life and you were sick and you looked at your life, you'd probably go, well. Of course, there's sin in my life, and that's why I'm sick. Yeah, you know, because we—I'm pretty sure most of us, or all of us, have some form of sin in our lives. Yeah, yeah. But but he is saying that they will also be forgiven when 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 they're prayed prayed for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the tougher ones that you don't talk about much. Right. But just just to know that that is a valid possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if there's sin in your life and you were sick for it, you would know that was why. Yeah. Yeah, there would be a line drawn in between the two almost, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so if you're sick and, and you don't feel there's any particular sin that caused that, you know, I mean, if it's the sin of alcohol and your liver, heart, liver hardens up, that, that you know, that's an obvious <laughs> fulfillment of the two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, but if, if you feel that, you know, God has done this because of something in your life, get the elders to pray for you. Yeah, yeah. And if you're sick, get the elders of the church to pray for you. Yeah. Yeah. What great advice. Yeah. And confess your sins to one another. By the way, I do want to say something on this one. Yes, sir. Confess your sins to one another and pray for each other. I suggest that when you confess your sins to one another, you confess your sins to someone that's trustworthy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not just to any Christian you find on the road or in, <laughs> yeah. in, in the church. Because because that can backfire on you terribly. Yes. So and be awkward for that other person that you don't have any relationship with whatsoever. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've had that happen to me where someone confessed something to me and I went, I don't need to know this about you. I I <laughs> I, I did not want to know. I, yeah. I, I did, I I'm going to have to carry this to the grave now. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the old promise keepers thing with the with the men that got together and. And they, they would have men's groups and they would talk about things and yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but I knew a guy that, that I trusted more, um, from one of the colleges I went to and, and he did this with groups of people that actually were friends yeah. already. And that's a different situation than, than just, uh, doing it that way. So I just, just, just a thought yeah. you can confess your sins to a priest, to the minister. That's always fine. Or, or to someone that you know and, and trust. Yeah, like like your like your best friend in life, Larry. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't going to do that right now. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, verse seventeen. 
Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain in the land, on the land, for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Yeah, in, intriguing that he, he kind of brings Elijah down to our level. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was human, like we are. Right. And, and, yet, and yet God honored his prayers. Yeah. And he did, remember? That might not be the one where he laid on his left side for a time, and then he laid on his right side for a time. That might not be the same incident, but but it was three and a half years, and I don't know if it would would have been. Could it possibly the land have zero rain for three and a half years? Yeah. I mean that's that's brutal, brutal. Yeah. Like what yeah. could survive that? Even the cattle, you think, would be all gone by that? Nothing day. could survive it. No, no. Like your rivers would run dry. Yeah. <clears throat> but in those days, just like now, um, droughts were fairly regional. Mm. Like we've had times where. Where it's been quite a drought in in southern Manitoba, but northern Manitoba was getting a fair bit of rain. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's like droughts are a fairly regional thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that has nothing to do with this. He prayed that it wouldn't rain, it didn't, and then when he prayed that it would rain, it did. Yeah. And and basically, what he's saying is God does answer our prayers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if you go back to the earlier chapter, it's unless you want to use them on your consume them on your own, <laughs> you know, greedy self. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Fine. I'll stop praying that way. Um, verse nineteen. Then, brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring that person back, remember this: whoever turns a sinner. <clears throat> from the error of their way, will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Yeah. So basically when someone's someone's leaving the faith, uh, and I have to be careful how I say that because there are, there are whole churches that don't believe you can lose your salvation. Right. But still he's saying when when they are turning their back on their on this way, um, if, if you get them to turn back around, you'll, you'll save them from from spiritual death. Yeah. Ah, that sounds a little bit like you could lose your salvation, doesn't it? Sure does. But for, <laughs> but for those that don't believe you can, once you become a Christian, then then um, he's actually talking to sinners here, and, and therefore he's talking to people uh, that haven't actually entered the truth. See, for us, it's, for me, it's not a problem. I think you can, you yeah. know, it is possible to lose your salvation. Yeah. But lots of people don't think you can. Yeah. So in that case, this is a person that hasn't become a Christian yet, and you're saving them from spiritual death. And and anyway, if you turn a person around from their sin, you're still you're still washing over a multitude of sins, which is a beautiful ending for this book, isn't it? He said, yeah. He says he says we should we should trust in each other, talk to each other, let it, let each other know about our sins. And then, then help each other to yeah. continue on in the faith. Yeah. That's really what he wants. Yeah, yeah. Is is that we continue on in this faith? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is a beautiful way to end it, my friend. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. James was a grumpy old pastor, really. He was. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, this is Jesus' brother, James. Yeah. Remember, this isn't this isn't the apostle. This is Jesus' brother. Yeah. And his brother James, um, or relative, if you're Catholic. Yeah. This is Jesus' relative, and um, and his other his other relative was Jude. Yeah. And they um, they didn't believe in him in John chapter seven. Yeah. And both of them um, wrote books in the Bible later on. It's kind of kind of nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
what a, what a nice, what a wonderful way to end it with that sort of realization of what James is calling us to. <clears throat> you know, get yourself straight, live in, live in accordance with what you believe, and then pull along others with you. Encourage them to come back to the faith as well. I hope you enjoyed that, folks. Larry and I enjoyed doing that for you. We're going to take a two, three week? Two week. Two week. Just two week. A two week yeah. hiatus. Yeah. As uh, as I go to the Betty Ford, no, that's not where I'm going. I'm not <coughs> going to the Betty Ford Clinic, but no, Larry's going to go back home, spend some time with his family. Yep. I'm going to do nothing. Yes, and then we'll probably do Malachi when we come back because yeah. we missed Malachi. Yes, yes. So we'll we'll come Malachi. back. Malachi, Malachi, the Italian we prophet, yes. <laughs> <laughs> who drives a Cordoba with rich Corinthian leather. Um, <laughs> But anyway, we'll be back in, uh, you know, so not next week, the week after, but we'll be back in three weeks from, from tonight and, um, and look forward to just having you with us again then. Until then, I was Steve, he was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse Podcast.